0: WMQA Hello and welcome to WMQA, the podcast where two best friends talk about comics with the people who make them. I'm Dan Grote.
1: And I'm Matt Laswitz. And this week's guest is the artist on Milestone Media's duo, as well as runs on Incredible Hercules, Teen Titans, Mighty Avengers, and X-Men Legacy. Koi fam, welcome Koi. Hey,
2: what's up guys? Pleasure to be here. I feel like I'm on a radio. It's like a a morning (laughs) talk show. W, whatever it is.
0: I'm <laughs> KRP. Am I right? We're in Cincinnati. Yeah. yeah, yeah uh, You know, we got we got a break for traffic on the twos, and weather on the yeah, yeah. There you go.
2: Man, <laughs> God
0: is my witness. <laughs> is this I this your swear to fly. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. Wow. All right. I'm, I'm feeling it now. Excellent.
0: I'm glad to be here. <laughs> Happy to have you. So uh we'll start with the with the traditional first guest question, uh, first time guest question. What are some of the first comics that you remember reading?
2: Oh wow. Wow. Okay. Great question. Surprisingly, I've never, I don't think I've been asked that. So um so I'd have to say, okay, I don't know what order, it's kind of jumbled, but I do remember my first memory is my my parents, for some reason, bringing home uh, Spider-Man they picked up from CVS, right? I don't know what made them think that I would read comics, but they brought home Spider-Man mm-hmm. and it was the, um, I think it was a John Amita issue where Spider-Man versus Juggernaut and he, he was buried in the uh, the concrete. Pre yeah, yeah, like that I mean that that's that's a good that's a good a first comic book as it gets, right? My first movie was Star Wars. So I mean I'm off to a total nerd a nerd start early on. Um, but I don't <laughs> know if that came before uh it probably did, but I also remember in school, you know, my my second grade teacher had a, a bookshelf and on it was X-Men versus Uno. Like it was like x-men number two or three or like one of the early ones right like had i known i would have been like hey can i buy this off you?" <laughs> but the, back then i was like oh this is cool it's like among other books it's like here's this comic book mm-hmm. so um yeah so so that i read the books um so that yeah that was my first comic book
0: uh, experience i guess mm-hmm. what about you guys um yeah, I'm just I'm thinking about getting it from like CVS, and I remember they used to have those like remember you could buy like three three comics at once, and then there was like the one in the middle was always a surprise, and it, yeah, it was always like a way to just sort of like liquidate random old stuff. So I'm trying I don't to remember
2: like, that, but I go way back, way way uh, way
0: back. So this was uh, definitely like a '90s thing. So I'm no, gonna yeah, get like I'm a back issue back. of like X Men Classic on one side and yeah. say. I don't know, like an issue of Ravage 2099 on the yeah. back and then in the middle would be, I don't know, a Marvel Comics Presents. That I remember that
2: later. That's when like Wizard Magazine was out, right? Yeah. That, yeah. that was yeah. the, the yeah. heyday of comics. I, I was way before that. Then I actually stopped reading in the, in the 90s, I think. Okay. Uh, was the 90s? I think 90s. And then it came back with uh, Age of Apocalypse. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So since then I've, I've been back in. But for yeah. for a little period I was out.
0: Everybody everybody's got their gap period.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah exactly.
0: Yeah.
1: Except for those people who worked their way through college in a comic shop. There was no escaping. Oh,
2: lucky. So <laughs> yeah. lucky. Yeah. Comic shops weren't I mean, there were a few when I was growing up, but they're hard to find, you know? So once one closed, that's it. you kind of I remember doing mail order for a while because there there were no comic shops when I was a kid. So it was either whatever CVS carried mm-hmm. or that's it. So yeah. So yeah, people have it uh, pretty good these days with TV and movies and comics everywhere. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: So you're currently the artist on Duo from Milestone. Uh, For those out there not familiar, here's some solicitation copy. Nanotech engineers Kelly Vu and David Kim are committed to only one thing more than each other, using their regenerative nanobots to save the world. And following a violent attack, those very same nanobots end up saving david and kelly's lives sort of their salvation comes with an unexpected consequence husband and wife awaken to realize that they now share one superpowered body how did you get involved with
2: this book oh yeah so um so so, so here's the story with this uh i grew up well i got involved because greg Pock emailed me uh, Greg, I think the editor, again, I can't remember which first. I mean, what is time, right? It's all relative. <laughs> Anymore? <laughs> so, wow. so, so they both happen at the same time. But uh, yeah, so so um, Greg and or the editor contacted me. Um, and I've worked with Greg on Incredible Hercules, like you said, on Greg and Fred Van Lentje. And uh, so you know anything Greg does, I'm, I'm on board, right? But uh, but recently, um, I've been um, really trying to streamline what projects I take and they try to get them to line up with uh you know with, with what i want to do with my core values in life so you know what i mean so so when you when you compartmentalize so much it's really hard to to to, to be your true authentic self i find so so i'm really trying to focus on things that are aligned so, so i'm not combating my, my 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 true self if that makes any sense but um but anyways when greg uh contacted about that he's like hey um there's this milestone relaunch, and and they're gonna relaunch Zombie. Now, um, I didn't know what Zombie was. Right again, when I when I was a kid, the Milestone came out, and uh, and I knew about Hardware, I knew about Icon, I knew about Static Shock, I knew about um, those characters, but for some reason, the the Asian one either wasn't marketed or or my own version of. Um, you know, shame. <laughs> it's it's a thing, right? So mm-hmm. it, I blocked it out, all right? Or I just didn't know about it. So so when I heard about this, it was like, um, this is cool, and it's and it's kind of like I wanted to do it because I didn't want it to suffer the same fate the zombie did, right? Because we have uh, minority representation, we have uh, you know Black Americans, but for some reason the Asian book kind of went forgotten. Right. So, so it's more like let's 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 I want to be part of this to make sure this doesn't kind of get forgotten like it did the first time around. So um, I, I was unfamiliar with the book, except I knew that zombie was spelled with an X. Right. That's all, that's all I knew about it. Um, So so when Greg uh, talked to me about it, it was really cool to um, because we were, we were reimagining the whole thing. From what I understand, I don't think it's very much like the old one at all. Other than you know, I, I, I don't know the fact yeah. that. They, they, they have a hard time dying, right? I mean, that's really the thing. Yeah, it's the character
1: name, uh, David's yeah. name, and the fact that there are nanobots. Because Zombie yeah. is the one milestone book that I glommed on after its run, but I stumbled across most of the run in a dollar bin. And I read the yeah. entire thing and was like,
2: oh, boy, they're relaunching the one yeah. that I read. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly, exactly. It's like, right, right, right. It's, it's, it's your, it's your matrix now, man. It's, it's your <laughs> universe. But, but uh, yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, when Greg approached and uh, I love Greg and and the idea was not just you know, doing the Asian book, but also um, we got to create the characters, create not just the, the, the David and Kelly characters, but also the, the whole cast, right. The, um, I don't want to say villains, but you know, the, the antagonists at certain points in the story. And the idea was, um, you know, one of the things I really love, uh, is, is, uh, one of the things I stand for and it's, is, is to represent, right. Not in a uh, didactic, you know, beat you over the head kind of way. Like, ah, oh, you're going you're gonna, to, it's going to be like, I, I love this. If you read my books, especially recently, you know, if, in, in the backgrounds in the crowds, I really like to draw a diverse characters, right. I like to draw all, all kinds of ethnicities, all kinds of religions, all kinds of stuff, because, you know, that's, I think that helps, right? I, I don't know, I mean, that's kind of the world I wanna live in. And Again, it's just, I just want people to get used to it because when I was growing up, I didn't see that, right? And even when I was drawing, I didn't draw it, right? I would just draw the same, right? So so that's kind of like, wow, that's some kind of weird wiring in here. And and, and uh, I kind of wanna you know, do what I can to spare others from that kind of wiring. I'm not saying it's good or bad, it's just an interesting kind of wiring, right? Um, so, so I've actually had to, um, you know, Put a note to the colorist and books. Hey, you know this person was meant to be darker skinned, right? So, like, can you kind of keep that in mind? And, and so, when we did this duo things, a lot of these opportunities were, were exciting to me, right? So, um, even among Asian communities, there is, I understand, colonial-based uh, racism and discrimination, but darker-skinned Asians get, get discriminated against, sure. right? So, um, so to me, it was important to represent that as well. Like, so we're not going to have your typical you know, what you see as Asian actors, I'm going to have darker skin Asians and, and have, you know, just 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 have that represented, too. So a lot of opportunities to present all kinds of things and you can't be perfect about it. But but but, um, you know, failure is cool. Failure is part of it as long as, you know, like I feel like I'm, I'm, I have the right intention for why I do it. I'm good with it, even if it does fail. But but that's on the um, personal core values side. But mm-hmm. but you know when you're working with Greg, you're getting you're getting a, a killer story. I mean the, the, the thing is like action packed and and the way he does it, it's, it sounds kind of cliche like firestorm, you know sorts. But but it's not really it's, to, to me it's like uh it's like the blues, right? Everyone a lot of people have played the blues, but whatever it's, it's just a vehicle to tell your story in it. So i really, I really love working with Greg, and I really love um, what the book is about. Uh, and, and, um, I'm really proud of it. And however it does is, is, is gravy, right? I hope everyone reads it. And when I go to conventions, I get a lot of positive feedback about it. So, um, but it may, Hey, we'll see, we'll see what happens, but, but I'm really proud of that.
0: Now, did I read correctly? Like the just talks about this started like a while ago, like five years ago or something. Oh like
2: that. yeah. Yeah. So, um, so right. So, uh, so it's, uh, it's, Five and a half issues were drawn five years ago. Oh, wow. <laughs> so yeah, five and a half. So five and a half issues of this book were drawn five years ago. So uh, it's it's an adventure to sort of look at it later because I don't like what I, what I see usually. But this is the benefit of working with Greg and Scott Hanna on inks and Chris mm-hmm. Audemeyer in color. Just like, thank you guys for, you know, I can look at this because you guys completely... You know, you guys are stars. So it really helps to work with, you know, legendary inkers and colorists and writers and all that. And um, and even later on, Giannis uh, on on letters and lucky with Jim Chadwick on editing and and Andrea uh, Shea uh, later on. So so I mean, it's a real collaborative effort. So yeah, it was done five and a half years ago, uh, and then uh, milestone for whatever reason. I, I don't I I I don't know. Um, just sort mm-hmm. of slow down um whatever and uh but we but i loved it so i was telling greg even when it was shell i was like greg I, we, we need to uh, repurpose this because it's a good story you know like like do the old barry windsor smith change the characters and the do our own thing right because that's how your much monster that's how yeah much
0: it.
2: exactly it's, you got it right it's, it's my image comics right so just take all the x-men and <laughs> turn them into wildcats or whatever but yeah so yeah it's, the same idea right but um but that's how much I thought, you know, I wanted this thing out. So it's it's kind of cool, you know, five years later, to be able to to continue on with it. So yeah, yeah, it's um it's been it's been a weird weird book where, you know, when I do these interviews, I don't even remember as, you know, like you guys know more about it than I do, than <laughs> well, I do now since the books have come out. But you know, when it first came out, the editor was talking us. I, I don't remember any of this stuff, but that's 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 cool. But yeah, yeah. So it's a weird uh, weird journey. I'm glad it's it's hitting the shelves now.
0: So the, the series was pretty much all, almost completely done five years ago. Like, was there room for, I guess, did, did things change from that initial period of the books being sort of, I guess, frozen, in it, uh, cryogenically frozen for uh, that period?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, during the Captain America phase, right? Um, yeah. That's a great question, because we actually did. Uh, so in that incubating time, we were able to look at it with fresh eyes, right? And uh, we added two pages to issue one. So the very first two pages of issue one came five years later because, you know, we have a better clear, we have a clear understanding of the book, giving it some time, right? Sometimes a lot of times you put stuff out and it's like, oh, I wish I would have, you know, directors cut this. So we, we had that chance, right? We had five years later, we were the, the director's cut issue one. So yeah, we did do that. And I, and I think it actually added a, a lot to it. So um, yeah, good question. That, that's, that's definitely what happened.
0: So Uh, I like the idea of the fan campaign to release the fam cut. Oh oh, yeah, yeah, right, (laughs) exactly. Blood. Just kidding. (laughs) Uh,
1: So you've talked about, you know, Greg Pocket so far, and you. So you worked with Greg on Incredible Hercules and Chaos War, and that was you know back in the mid, oh, mid late two thousands, and now we're here. How has your working relationship with Greg evolved over the course of the time you've worked together?
2: Huh, it, You know what? I don't know if it's good or bad, but it feels exactly the same because right? Greg's just that that kind of person, right? And it's really cool. I mean, it's it's. I think we're very like minded to begin with, because um, we were we were doing stuff, and and when I was designing characters, you you know we were bouncing ideas back and forth, and the same as back then, but maybe more collaborative now because. You know, I've been around longer. I think Greg's been around since forever, but um, so I've been around longer. But it's really neat to work with Greg, and you know, we're designing characters, and uh, you know, he would bring up, hey, let's let's be sensitive to body dysmorphia issues, you know, that's that's awesome because you know, like that, that's the kind of behind the scenes stuff that 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 um that I care about. So um, yeah, it's it's been it's been the same, just just um. I don't know just growth in general but it feels the same you know but yeah Greg's awesome that way
1: and were Scott Hanna on inks and Chris Sotomayor on colors was that sort of set in stone or did you get like well would you be interested in working with this person this person this person and you had some input or was it just kind of
2: like hey these are the guys we got lined up no no I I I (laughs) specifically requested them so cool that's how we that's how we roll and as you know, it's it's nice to be able to request Scott, Hannah, and Chris. <laughs> it's like it's it's cool. You know, it's part part of the perks of being in this thing for so freaking long.
0: You know, one of the the big changes from the original series is that uh, you know Kelly goes from being David's assistant to his his uh, fiancee, his you know romantic partner. You know, there's this intentional move to make make her david's equal that just wasn't going to be a thing 30 years ago yeah um you know but you had also talked to greg about giving her that that vietnamese background mm-hmm. and having mm-hmm. her be you know of a different asian descent than, than david too
2: yeah so they, uh, greg definitely wanted vietnamese mm-hmm. right but uh that but you know um I've, I've had to deal with, you know, being darker skin, right? You wouldn't think, but it's like, I thought Asian was Asian, but not the case, right? So it was important for me to make her darker skin. It was important for me to make them the same height, right? There's certain things that I deliberately put in there um, to, uh, to sort of equalize it as much as I could from a visual standpoint. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that, that was really fun to do.
0: And then like how much discussion, or I guess how much was there in the way of, of notes from, uh, sort of the milestone brain trust about updating this series for a modern audience? Like how, I guess, how oh, much yeah. oversight was there from those guys?
2: Um, nothing. <laughs> just the occasional great work from Dennis Cowan, which is awesome. Right. Cause I grew up reading Power Man, Iron Fist and Vigilante. And I was like, freaking Dennis Cowan. Cool. <laughs> right. Like, So, so yeah, we weren't left alone. I just didn't, I don't know if they were too busy or whatever it was, but, uh, yeah, we did hear from Dennis, but, uh, but the, we were pretty much, um, you know, just thumbs up, keep going. So that, that was cool. <laughs>
0: right on, and the question hey. with
2: Denny O'Neill, you yeah, mentioned Dennis
1: Cowan. Oh, that, that stuff still. Oh, Denny O'Neill is awesome too. I mean, uh, Oh, that Denny O'Neill, Dennis Cowan question, I mean, 36 issues. Those two guys doing all 36.
2: Yeah. Oh. Denny O'Neill always, uh, d- did he do martial law? Was he Denny? Was that his book?
1: Oh, I don't know. I,
2: I don't remember. I don't yeah. know. But, uh, Denny, Denny, was, uh, Denny was awesome. He was, oh yeah. Yeah, I, d- I did a seminar with Denny and uh, he was uh, talking to a bunch of us artists, like three or four of us, five of us or something. And he, was, you know, he, he said like, I understand how artists cannot get their work done and be afraid to answer the phone. <laughs> like, why would you do that to yourself? Get your work done so you don't be afraid of the phone. And he's like, ah, oh, get, get out of my head, Denny. But uh, yeah, but, but like, truth from Danny O'Neill. How do you argue that? You know, I was like, ah, oh, you're right. You're I, I right. once stumbled across a signing he was doing
1: in a Barnes Noble, did not know it was happening. It's just like, hey, Danny O'Neill is here signing the Nightfall novel. I'm yeah, talk to Danny O'Neill. Yeah. And I asked him because we had literally been having this discussion in the comic shop, you know, in his opinion, as the creator of two of these three characters, Batman, Richard Dragon, Lady Shiva, who wins in a fight? And in the end, he's like, well, Batman, because he, you know, he'd outthink them and he has the gadgets. So I was like, so he'd cheat? And yeah, he, he's yeah. kind of like, you know, gives this little shrug and lets it go. Uh,
2: you know, is that <laughs> the deflating the football, is that cheating? I don't know. <laughs> it's also rule of cool he's batman right <laughs> exactly what are the rules right obviously i'm a patriots fan right ah. yeah <laughs> deflated batarangs oh. Um, <laughs> yeah deflated batarangs exactly <laughs> exactly you know <laughs> oh, right yeah. exactly so yeah exactly. I'm, I'm okay with it and you know what denny o'neilson is okay then it's okay with me it's okay with me who's meal i don't know who meal is but with me <laughs>
0: So uh, I'm gonna pepper in a question here from our grand Twitter Inquisitor Asma Fangirl who asked uh, how cool slash difficult uh, was it to work in a comic with sci-fi elements uh, in a year, or I'm going to say a time uh, where every day there's news about weird, horrifying science? And 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 I'm just going to give a few recent uh, wonderful yeah. examples of that: the uh, the Google AI program that claimed sentience, uh, gun-mounted robot dogs, and Amazon trying to buy Roomba so that they, they can learn the secrets of our house layouts.
2: Yeah, well, uh, sign me up for that one. Uh, so <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, so, so, to me, it's like draw what you know, right? So, uh, for me, uh, I thought it'd be creepy because I wanted a creepy element. that Greg and I talked about they wanted it to be creepy. So, um, so, really pushing into that mechanical, technological art. You know, we, we try to make it as organic as possible. Right, so to me, the nanos, were I made them like gooey, like, like, like very, um, and, and Chris killed it with the colors, like, like amazing work, right? Mm-hmm. But the idea was to make it flowy and organic, almost like veins, right? It, so um, that was the idea to really push um, that side, because at, at some point, if, if it becomes so knowing, what's the difference, right? What's mm-hmm. it between technology and actual organic living matter? So that was the way I depicted it. Like, what's the difference? And, and early on in issue one, when we created um, these creatures that were meant to be, you know, you couldn't tell the difference between organic or, or I guess metal or not non-organic, I guess would be the easy one. But, mm-hmm. um, but but you know, but, if, but if, if they're thinking and they can do everything we do, and so what's the difference, right? And then that's the other representation too, In uh, question of representation, right? You know, it's like life is life is life. And if it's the same, right, well, why, why treat it that differently? So that was kind of the idea of it. But the problem is like race, right? People are afraid of what they don't know, afraid of what looks different. So we're really playing on that concept of it looks different. And that's what makes it scary. Like there's nothing inherently scary about the fact that it just looks different, right? So this idea of artificial intelligence, it's scary because it doesn't look like us. I mean, I, I, at its core right it hasn't proven itself to be evil it just doesn't look like us be afraid so so it's fun to to challenge those um you know instinctive i don't know instinctive or is it is it taught i I don't know what it is but whatever it is that's where fear is and it's fun to play with those notions of fear the ones of like i'm afraid of what's not like me i mean a lot of people operate that way Mm -hmm. i don't know if it lands on that level but that's that's the that's the approach like I was taking. I don't know if Greg was even taking it, but that's the approach. That's that's I was trying to breathe that into it. So yeah, um, in terms of uh, technology, ah, eh, you know what? We'll see. <laughs> I need more data,
1: <laughs>
2: or is it data? I don't know.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> tomato, tomato. Yeah, exactly right.
1: <laughs> now, is there something? Freeing or intimidating about designing the sort of liminal, non-real spaces, specifically the mindscape that Kelly and David exist in when they're
2: interacting within one body. Um, well, that a, a lot of this stuff uh, for that one, uh, Greg and I talked about it. So, Greg, um, I think he he suggested having like brain matter. But but when, but when it comes to these sort of conversations, he could have just said "goo" and I could have just thought "brain matter." <laughs> but I felt like it came from Greg, right? So a lot of these, I feel, it comes from Greg. but I don't even know if he just triggered something and I just assume I know what he's saying. But um, a lot, but it is it is collaborative in that way. Um, so we, we we bounce it back and forth. The idea I wanted to make it creepy, like gray matter. Um, but uh, um, but I do like the crisp color, that pinkish, right? because it's like gray might have been a little too boring you know so it's, it's it's kind of a loving space and it's it's creepy enough without having to be gray all right mm-hmm. so um so that's why like collaborations are nice too because other people have their own stories they want to say through it right but the, in my mind it was gray but it's neat that, that um it's different and i'm i'm, I'm good with that
0: uh, i like that you know with the, with with this that this sort of brain space and the and the nanotechnology it keeps conversation keeps coming back to goo but it always ends up being sort of like you know and and this is is kind of a product of the relationship between you and and, and chris you know doing something with the color uh of said goo to make it different to make it stand out like the nanotech is all like shiny and gold and, and we're talking about mm-hmm, sort of mm-hmm. like that pink that pink sort of flowing uh color in the in the psychic or, or sort of the scenes where they're talking to each other. Yeah. The brain space. Yeah. That's
2: what, that's what I call it. It's not official.
0: <laughs> uh, now, one one thing I was curious and, and, and you know, it, it could be coincidence, you know, I, I, I was curious how much you were trying to make this this modern inter, modern iteration of, of David, of Dr. Kim look like Keanu Reeves, because I got big John Wick vibes off of him with the long hair and the scraggly beard and all that. Well, well, here, here is my reasoning for it,
2: okay? Mm -hmm. And um, it's, I I knew it would look like Keanu. I knew he would look like Jesus, right? But at the same time, I was playing. I was playing with, um, because if we're gonna do representation, we're gonna do uh, diversity, and we're gonna do equality. I'm, I'm I'm going all the way with it, right? Mm -hmm. Especially husband and wife. This is me, right? This, this is my square in the quilt right other people squares that's all good man i'm, I'm all good to whoever's you know whatever square you want to put in our fabric of existence. i'm cool but for me right? i wanted to put what i wanted to put in it right mm-hmm. so i wanted to um have kelly have a shorter hair i wanted david to have longer hair right i wanted to be the same size i wanted her to wear the wonder woman be the comic book geek all right and him i have, have like a san francisco giants jersey on but but like more like a you know statistical like you know baseball guys are, are fans women included and, and and, and everything uh, uh, in, in between, all right? But it's like, um, I wanted him to, so so like I, I give this thought into it too beyond what Greg and I talk about, right? So I wanted him to be, you know, by the numbers, right? Like fantasy baseball, like like he's one of those people, right? And then uh, she reads Wonder Woman and she's like a hero. She's the one who wants to save the world. And, and that's how it plays out in the stories, right? Where he's the one who's, you know, give me the numbers and she's like, no, I wanna go, knock some heads around like an amazonian right so so it's uh i wanted to to have that around so i wanted him to have the long hair um and i think subconsciously i was drawing greg pock <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh but yeah yeah but but there's another notion too right um like again i'm, I'm just this is this is for people who know and for people who don't it's all good, right? But for, for Asians, it's like, you can't grow beards. Right? Like, like, shit like that, right? So it's like, I wanted to represent that. Like, ah, uh, no, it's there, but I didn't want to say it. Like, <laughs> like I'm saying it to you guys, but in the book, if you're reading, I don't want, I just people to say, like, oh, actually, I assume Asians, some Asians could grow beards because of duo. Like, that's right, right? So it's, it's that sort of, uh, I don't want to say subliminal messaging, but it's, it's you know, it's just a more realistic messaging, right? Or more more complete representation. So again, these are things I think about. Does anybody else think about it? I don't know, but this is what I think, right? To me, like when when I draw something, uh, literally I will spend 70 to 75% of time just thinking about what I'm drawing before I actually draw it, right? And and I've done both. I've done just start penciling, and I've done sitting and thinking, it takes the same amount of freaking time. The other one, I just erase nonstop, right? Whereas one, it's like when I have it, it just flows, right? so yeah so i do do a lot of thinking um in terms of this sort of stuff
0: and and i will say i appreciated seeing kelly in the uh the wonder woman shirt you know it's always it, i always like seeing people in comics wearing the logos of of yeah, characters that fun, exist right? uh you know in yeah. universe uh you know i think uh like tom king and uh, mitch garrett's uh, was especially good at drawing like in uh, mr miracle like scott free would have like a different dc yep. logo t-shirt and because yeah. it was 12 issue series it'd be like a deep pull each time so we're getting into like you know blue beetle and, and nightwing and
2: yeah and and I, I, I think i saw rogue wear a spider-man shirt once right <laughs> stuff like that that that's cool so yeah, yeah i wanted to play with that you don't see that enough
1: so and I, you know, issue three has been out for a couple of weeks. And I mean, this isn't a huge spoiler because it was mentioned in the solicitations as well. So um, the immutables, the antagonists will say, at yeah. least so far, are this council of immortals. How many of them were you know, laid out in Greg's script? How many did he come up with? And how many were you just... Deciding that you wanted to, you know, you wanted to have some fun and draw some things. And with the things you've said so far about diversity, was it a lot of like looking at world history and trying to find interesting
2: designs from across time and place? So, so when it came to the um, I guess the other characters we can call it that, or the villains, antagonists, whatever, um, I think for this batch, I think Greg just said we want like different, rep- different representations of historical um, time periods, right? Um, and and I, don't, I don't think we went any further. I think he said he wanted someone from Tibet. I think he wanted some. he described in detail. Um, we worked on uh, Marius, I believe, um, where you know, we, we went back and forth on albino, right? Because I was like, let's, let's play around with this concept a bit in terms of um, but, uh, but in terms of visual design, design, um, I just, this, this is where working with, in science fiction is great because to me, science fiction means just make it up, right? <laughs> so, 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 so it's really fun to just make it up. So, so all of these characters, um, which I just made up, uh, Chris, um, I didn't tell Chris any color notes. So, it was, I, I, you know, it's like when I, when I was a kid, I was Mighty Mouse, right? And yeah, he had the yellow costume with the red cape. But sometimes he'd wear the blue costume, right? So, so to me, when when I turn over um, line art to to um, colorists in particular, it's like watching Mighty Mouse. Like, which co- what what color is it gonna be when I get it back? So, so that's exciting to me. So, um, so I really enjoyed Chris's choices um, for those characters. There, there are more characters where I'm more specific about um, with the colors, just simply for organization um, storytelling purposes, but, um, but yeah, yeah, it's fun to sort of just make up these characters. And, and even for Dave and Kelly, um, that, that was um, visually, I wanted to go as classic as possible, right? So to me, the classic costume is that Fantastic Four, Cree soldier, you know, it's just very basic, nothing going on there, right? So to me that was important to um, sort of make it feel like, they've been around forever, like they're classic heroes. And that's why I chose such like really simple costumes. And I'm a big Alex Ross fan, so I don't, I enjoy modern costumes, but I really like that classic, you know, no frills kind of lines in the costume and um, making them gold, right? It's kind of play on like yellow association when it comes to Asians, like all all, like sensitive things. I just wanted to like, just just, um, rewrite Best, best I could. So it was really is important to me to put them in classic looking costumes, especially those two. The rest of them were more modern and, you know, I mean, obviously it's science fiction mixed with uh, historical type stuff, but definitely a more modern touch. So, yeah, yeah. So um, I, don't, I don't know if it works, but, you know, like I gave it thought and if it fails, it fails. But, you know, I had an idea for it.
0: No, I like that. And especially, you know, with, with characters like David and Kelly, whom you have to draw over and over again, mm-hmm. you know. I, after a while, if they had, let's say, you know, chainmail suits or, oh, yeah, you know, scales, even, Not that so, they're Atlantean, but it's like, oh, I got to do those over and over again.
2: <laughs> even as simple as they are, I was getting so annoyed because I didn't remember which side their hair parted, right? Because they were different. I was like, even that. So I was like, there's no way I'm designing anything more complicated than that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh, which side is a freaking hair part? So uh, eventually I got to figure it out, like the middle of the last book you know <laughs> better late than never i suppose <laughs> um
0: Ready overall you two? yeah, yeah, yeah right right <laughs> duo part deux
2: um yeah perfect <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh that one's for free but uh what, what overall what's been your favorite thing or, or favorite scene to draw in the series
2: huh i i like I really like their scenes in the brain space. I mean, I like drawing all of it because that's the that's a beauty of um, working with Greg and we just get our know, free reign to do whatever the hell we want. Right. So so every and Greg's really great at weaving and fighting all the freaking time. So that's a lot of fun. Um, but it gets tedious. But in terms of like pure ease and satisfaction, I really like their scenes in the brainscape because it's like acting and their faces and really, you know, um, emoting to each other, right?
0: So that, that those those were fun scenes. Um, part of the nature of the business these days is is varying covers, and so I was you know curious you know what do you see personally as a benefit to uh, other artists interpreting these characters that you're working on? You know is there is there an iron sharpens iron effect say to seeing how uh, DK Ruan or Erica Henderson or Takeshi Miyazawa you know draw David and Kelly? For I love
2: it. I freaking love it um uh it's uh it's one of the reasons why i kept the design simple right because even if um i think marius is a little complicated in terms of um his look and this there's is a, there's a specific hunch and a specific shape right and you don't really get too much of him until you get later in the issues so um he, he's he's more difficult to capture but uh, I think everyone did a really great job. I, I love all their work, and you know, it's it, it's it's amazing stuff. So, um, yeah, I I enjoy it. Um, I, I I, it's I don't know. Like I'm a fan too, right? Mm-hmm. So so to see you know DK and and um, I'm a big fan of his work and and uh, Erica and all of them. Uh, yeah yeah, it's it, as, as a fan, it's 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 awesome. It's like you know, it's, it's fun to you know, uh, you, you've written this long enough, you start to you get to you get these opportunities where you get to design stuff like i designed hank pym's wasp costume right mm-hmm. and that's a, it was a trip seeing people draw that you know it's actually pretty when marvel at their old office i think they moved but they had an, one of their offices you walk in and on the, the wall as you walk into the lobby there's like a full painted mural um that um uh, marco Jurjevic painted right mm-hmm. And like, there it is, the wasp Hank Pim right there. I was like, that's cool, right? So it's, yeah, it's, I'm, I'm still a fan, right? So it's neat to see other people's interpretations of uh, stuff that I, that, that I doodle. So yeah, yeah always great, always great.
0: Uh, you know, reading the uh, physical copies of issues two and three, uh, one of the notable things is, you know, at the back of each is the there are these multi-page, Tributes to uh, two of the greats that we've lost recently, Neil Adams and uh, George Perez. You know, and it seems mm. like we're losing legends at a rapid clip lately. Because you know, Alan Grant just passed, Tim Sale recently. You know, who's somebody whose work that you've admired that you've gotten to meet or would like to meet before you know it's too late.
2: Oh man, uh, Neil hit hard. I mean, I, I yeah. knew Neil and, and he was, uh, he was awesome. Like, so like he, he looked so gruff, but he's just the nicest dude and very, uh, I mean, huge artist advocate, right. Very smart financially. And he's always, he was always out there like, Hey, this is, you need to make money, you need to make money you need to make money. Right. So Neil beyond the art, of, obviously it's freaking Neil Adams. Right. But beyond yeah. that, um, I think, uh, Neil was one that uh, Herb Trimpey, oh. sweetheart, absolute like like extraordinary human being, like just the the nicest. So um that 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 makes me um sad, right? Mm-hmm. That t- Tim Sale, I don't know him as well, but you know like so they're, they're all of them, right? I mean it's it's that that's our after we do this for a while, right? Whatever it is we do. Right. But in comics, it becomes like, what what are we here for? You know, what? what's what's the purpose of all of this? What is an artist? Right. And, and I'm married to a therapist. Right. So 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 we've had to work. She's worked with me a lot on this sort of stuff, right. Just because I was drawing Mighty Avengers with Brian Bendis. And I was freaking miserable. Like not not because I was working with Brian. Brian's awesome. But like, it was, like it was a hated of my work. I just wasn't happy. You know, I thought that working for Marvel, that's it. You know, as a kid, like that's it. I work for Marvel, I, I'll be happy, right? And it really was just like freaking Elron Hubbard commercial where it's like you're just and you're still not happy, right? So um, so it became like what what's what's the point of this, right? So um, I've, to boil it all down into like two seconds for you guys is that um, the reason uh, what I do is to connect, right? When we draw, when we do all these things, um, if you're not trying to connect, you tell your own story. You're gonna get lost right you're, you're gonna get um not find your way because you don't have a way you're, you're just walking somebody else's way right and being asian and you know old-fashioned you know uh, uh, kind of uh, super involved parents right um controlling even you, you get used to just following other people's way and just being unhappy right but um but in this but but in this in this world um, i've learned uh, it's we have to connect right and i we do what we do to connect so so with that in mind right it's not it's not the work it's the people i really love the people in the business right if if you guys you know you've interviewed are the people like when i showed up on the scene just doing sketches at conventions michael lark would come up and say hey man you're awesome you know you should you do this for a living he's just giving me pointers this is freaking michael lark right like i'm a nobody right it's not just michael like like a bunch of people wherever you go they're just super you know like like they're about they're human beings right i come from like the the law profession where um where i ended up working great you know public defender's offices where i ended up um, and those people were about people but uh, other places you know, not not so much right so you so the the, the journey for me has been learning that it's it's about connecting with people so these these names you mentioned it's just like it's all a fabric of this connectivity that we have as human beings and as long as my theory uh, borrowing from um the the war of art a book that i've read artists means we connect right so if we're connecting we're all artists like you guys are doing this this podcast you're doing your, your website you're connecting you're artists to me that that's what that's what makes an artist or right. otherwise you're an illustrator otherwise you're a craftsman and that's cool right but that's you don't have to be able to 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 draw to 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 be an artist right but anyway i think i'm meandering up your your question a little bit
1: love a we love a good, good a answer. meander <laughs> yes <laughs> so move branching a little ourselves um you know you came to us through someone that i know that you're working both working on a video game and you're doing art and design for the game um we know well the the rules of the nda and the project in progress uh but what can you tell us about what you're doing
2: um you've already said i'm just kidding (laughs) That's that's it next question <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> I know, like it's like, what is a video game? I, I don't. But yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah. So, so um, I I guess to uh continue off from my, my last meander, right? Um, we uh, so so this whole thing was is to connect, and this is how it leads to this video game. There's a Seinfeld connection at some point, right? It's uh, uh Seinfeldian, rather, right? Um. But yeah, so, so what, one of the projects that we've done was uh, um, my wife and I, we, we volunteered at the Spring Festival, and one of the people there um, brought to our attention this person named Dr. Frank Erdman Boston from our area in Pennsylvania, Eastern, Eastern PA here. Um, he uh, served, in the, served in World War II, um, one of 104 uh, African American, Black American doctors to serve in the war, Trained at Fort Des Moines, came back, settled in. He was from Philadelphia, settled in our area out here, uh, suburbs outside. And uh, he founded, he he's he started a hospital, started the ambulance corps, right? And this is, you know, he founded this stuff, and he's been forgotten, right? or he had been forgotten. So, so we, uh, we, my wife and I, she wrote the comic, and um, and I drew it. Uh, it's kind of like a like a we, we created some characters. From like a Jimmy Olsen kind of perspective, right? So instead, we it was a, he like Doc, Doc Boston has so much history. There's no way we could have captured it in a, a twenty-page comic book. So we had to make it another way. But um, through these efforts, though, we've um, you know, we've gone to Washington D.C., met with senators, met with representatives. We've gone to the Pennsylvania Capitol, met with representative, and we so we've gotten um, the hospital to uh, you know issue a Mia culpa renamed the lobby. Named Lammy, named, and then Lobby Dr. Boston's name uh, has a portrait of him in there. And we also have um, the, the road that the original hospital was on is called Broad Street. It's going to get redesignated as Broad Street and the Doc Boston Memorial Highway. Mm. So that ceremony is coming. Um, but it's through the efforts in raising awareness for Doc Boston. You know, we went to different meetings, Rotary Club, and this is where we met um, your friend, Matt. Um, uh, I don't even know if I'm allowed to say who he is, but but but, but your friend, right, uh, <laughs> Bruce Wayne? And, uh, just kidding. But uh, yeah, so um, he would so be very complimented if yeah, you, yeah to I figured, associate him with Bruce Wayne. <laughs> I figured, I figured. There you go. um But yeah, but it is that like-mindedness, that matching core values, right, in terms of diversity, in terms of awareness, that what brings us to to um, you know, Bruce Wayne's video game project. Um. And uh, we're we're super excited. It's a different spin. Um, it's it's um, again. It's it's. I wish I could say more about it, but it's 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 very exciting. And um, you know, again, you know, like it, uh, it's unfortunate to be able to play to be at a place where I can just say no to projects that that don't line up. All right, and a lot of it. I'm. I, I do not And it's fun. It's not about anymore more. Like, is it Marvel or is it DC? It really is more like. It does it align with what I want in life, kind of deal, right? And there, and there are projects from Marvel and DC that fit that, like like Duo, right? But but um, it's uh, it's that's just where I am now, right? So and then I, I'm enjoying I'm enjoying it. But yeah, I wish I could say more about this video game stuff, but I, I'm super excited to um, you know, to to venture in a whole different world a bit, and uh, yeah, a lot of fun there. So, this is your first time doing the video game space. Uh, it, it, it would be, I've done character designs and concept um, in general before, so, um, but uh, it, it's, I, I would be taking the same kind of um, world building, character building approach that we, we you know, that, that I sort of discussed with you guys about Duo, right? There's, there's a lot of, um, and again, like, you know, my, my wife's going to be a part of it too, she's a therapist, so it so really is, really flesh out, um. You know these 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 concepts and these ideas right um i took one film class in college and uh, what i remember the only thing i remember i think is that uh you got you got you got drama and you got melodrama and you got comedy and you get situational comedy all right? and the difference is uh with true comedy and true drama it's it's the character it's character driven right so if, if a character is funny then that's a comedy all right but if it's a but if the character's in a funny situation that situational comedy, sitcom, right? That, that's where ah, I get, it. that's what they call it, sitcom. But the same thing with drama, melodrama, right? So so uh, a lot of people uh, will just throw characters in situations, right? And that's cool, but, you you know, I, I like to work, build the characters up to make a true drama or a true comedy. So those kinds of thoughts. Yeah, it, it'll, it'll be a lot of fun. We've already talked and uh, it's a it's, uh, very exciting, I love, uh, I love, what uh, everyone's got you know whatever's going to bring to the table super exciting
0: is there are there challenges in pivoting from one medium to the other you know do you need different equipment or the approval levels different from you know what you're used to stuff like that
2: um i find um it uh, I'll tell you a story right when i, when I first started for uh and hopefully I get back to your point. No guarantees. So, <laughs> no. So Listen, was, my bags are packed. Let's take this <laughs> trip. Okay, cool, cool. Excellent. excellent. No map. No map. No GPS. Let's go. Kick the uh, map in the river. Right, right. So, yeah, I was, I was working on Mighty Avengers uh, with uh, Brian Bennis just starting out, right? And I get a call. It's like, hey, it's Brian. Uh, what do you want to draw? What, what, you know, basically what kind of stories you want to do, right? And um, back then I had it wrong. I thought, you know, my job was to be a good employee. That's the way I was raised, you know? Uh, and then just, just and so my answer was like, whatever you want to do, man. You know, and it's like, okay. I've learned later, like, that's not what creators want to work with, right? Creators want to work with other creators. Creators want to work with people who have something to say, right? So um, I've learned from that point, um, that was a missed opportunity. And, and I think I've corrected it along the way. So as I wish, if I, if I could have done something all over again, it would have said, Hey, Brian, look, this is important to me. Let's, let's do this. This is and this, right. Versus like, I would defer to you, you know, uh, royalty, you know, but, but, but now I understand. So, so with that approach, I, um I try to make it about collaborative effort, right. And just connect with people and getting to know people and like, Hey, how can I make your life easier? Right. Like th- this is important to me. What's important to you. And and the solutions solve themselves. If, if you have this real um, connection with 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 human beings, right? They're not directors. They're not writers. They're just other human beings who are trying to put their message out there. Just like you ought to be, you meaning the the royal you. Is it the royal you? Or is it a royal we? Either way, we should be putting our messages out there too. So so as long as it's it's um, you know human beings trying to put messages out there, there should be a way to figure it out, right? So that that's kind of how I, I I tackle it, um, and uh, just have an open mind about things and not. Um, Self censor, you know, not let that, that uh, self, those self limiting beliefs, those, uh, those, uh, you know, agreements you make with yourself that, 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 that prevent you from taking leaps. All right. So, so it's like, I'm, I'm excited, for, you know, if, if it's the, if, if it's someone I like and, and, you know, and then their message resonates, let's roll, right? Let's, 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 let's make a billion dollars. Let's, let's, you know, let's, let's change the world. Let's, let's have everything we want. Cause what's, what's worth it. Wh- why do it if there's no potential to achieve everything you want? Right. So, so, so when I, when I mentor people, right. The, the concepts are, are similar. It's like, um, I could take this job. I know it'll just give me some exposure. I can make a buck off. And I was like, timeout, timeout. Well, you know what happens when you do a job that pays you a buck? You're going to get a buck for it. All right. And who wants to work hard for a dollar? All right, So so if you got to visualize how you're going to make a million dollars, are you got to visualize how you can have how it helps your life out? All right. And once you understand how it makes your life out better and how you can make a million dollars, then you can come to the meeting and say, hey. You want to make a million dollars because I know how to do it versus how what do you want me to do so I can get my dollar? Right. Like that, that that's a crap conversation. And a lot of people have that. So, so, so my advice to a lot of people, which I've had to learn is how can you make it worth a million dollars? And then, you know what I mean? And then offer that to, to the other people and and they can, they can say, and that's where you can come with confidence, right? They can say, I'm not sure. No, 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 no. If you want me on board, I know this is the best chance to have this be massively successful. successful. I have to do it this way because this is the way I know I can do it. And, and 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 if you don't, I'm fine. I, I I will leave. Right. But if you want me, I'm not going to do it another way because you know, this is how we're going to succeed doing this. But I have to the visual, I have to think about it, right? I have to see, like, if I can't, and you can't do this for every project and every encounter. You can't find a way to to make it meet your needs. And then those are the ones where it's like, you know, good luck. I'm gonna I'm gonna go somewhere else. Right. But if you but but so so that's kind of the deal. So when it comes to all of these projects. You know, and I'm very. I'm trying to be selective, right? But it really is like, how can we all be massively successful in every way possible, all right? And how can I make it successful? And this is what I'm going to break, all right? And so that way, you know, that confidence is contagious. Versus the Brian Bendis thing, where it's like, hey, whatever you want, that's okay. But there's there's a better way to do it, right? So yes, yeah, so to answer your question, that when you're dealing with these new enterprises, right? Hey, you're how can I make this massively successful, all right? And, and I'm going to bring that to the table. And that's that's the energy. And with that energy, we can, it's easy to solve problems that brings that kind of energy to, to, to the room.
0: And I feel like, Matt, I, this is this was a perfect pitch for your next uh, <laughs> yeah, the question with, on the list. Into
1: the next question beautifully. <laughs> uh, I, yeah. <laughs> Which is on top of all the art you do, you're also working as a mentor with the Koi Fam Art Mentoring Program. Um yeah. how does that work? What are what how does that work with for you?
2: Um, so so yeah, so what that is is because like with the Michael Ark experience and all these other experiences, um just people just you know, paying a forward kind of deal, but also my own personal journey, right? Um as a comic book artist. So so like going through the grind of becoming a lawyer, right? Doing the Ivy League law school and just like just hating myself, right? And then and then coming out and um and going into comics, it, it's 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 just been grueling and 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 very unhappy in a lot of ways, right? But uh, you know, thanks to again to my wife Heather, um and uh, and a lot of um work and self exploration and growth, right? It's there's um. You can kind of figure out like why we choose, we as in the comic book artists, right? Those, is, those are the, 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 the folks that, that that I seem to attract, right? And it's like, why do we gravitate to comic book art? It's because this, again, what I find is that uh, like me, we do comic art because it's it's been, been Henry Forded, right? Where it's like everything is assembly line. So we get recognition, but we don't, but we can stay invisible kind of deal right it's that you see it you see it right Ditko, Stan Lee, um, Bob Kane, Bill Fingers right, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's the same thing but it's like people I, I, I'm I reluctant to um, talk bad about Stan Lee and Bob Kane to a degree because the artists are you guys seen the founder Ray Kroc and the McDonald's brothers mm-hmm. right it's it's that idea where like the artists have a hard time they're like look at my art but don't look at me right look at my art but don't look at me whereas like a Stanley coming like no 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 look at me <laughs> but that but that's but that's what sells right mm-hmm. if, if looking at the art and don't look at me if our art represents who we are right? if we're saying something and we're saying don't look at me mm-hmm. guess what the art says It says don't look at me it doesn't get noticed right? So if the if these artists don't rob Liefeld it, right, which I, I freaking love, Rob, right? But that's 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 the artist's job. There has to be look at me, right? Mm-hmm. And if you're not comfortable with people looking at you, then you gotta work on what it is you want to say. Right. Otherwise, no one's gonna see you. Right. So um so that, that's the journey in, in the mentoring project where it's like helping artists ultimately feel, you know, confident, have that self-esteem to to actually have something to say and not say what other people are saying right so they're writers and that's cool love writers they're artists too right Mm -hmm. but it's like if you're writing their story you can always say your story to a degree but you're ultimately saying their story right um and there's no fulfillment there 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 isn't right uh there's no fulfillment and ultimately if you want to really be a true artist you got you got to figure out what the hell you have to say yourself right And, and it may not be through marvel in dc Right. a lot of people say, "Hey, can I can you teach me how to get in the Marvel DC?" Yeah, I, I I can do that, but let's let's first talk about why. Right, what mm-hmm. what what is, what is why do you want to do this? And if it's a validation, which is ninety percent of the reason, right? It's like you're not gonna the only person who can validate you is yourself, right? It's it's it's, it's old-fashioned cliche stuff, but that's 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 the work, right? There's obviously drawing techniques and, and shit like that, and that's 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 the easy stuff, right? It's like, can you teach me how to draw? It's like, yeah, but why are you drawing? Or are you drawing for kids? That's going to look a certain way you can draw horror. It's going to look a certain way and draw super like, you know, like I, I could teach you all of it. But until you figure out what you want to draw, what you want to say, I don't know what to teach you. you would be wasting your time and waste your money. All right. The the, the the litmus test is like whenever an artist comes to me and say, hey, can you whatever, teach me and mentor? I'll say, OK, draw something blank. All right. That is shocking to me. They don't know what to draw. So. To me, if you don't know what to draw, that means you don't know what to say. If you don't know what to say, I don't have to teach you anything because you're already saying it. Nothing, right? So just, but the, the, the very few ones who start drawing, it's like, okay, you, you, you guys, you know, kind of, kind of, you know, not further along. It's like a different part of the pool, right? You're just a different part of the pool. Mm-hmm. And so so but that, that's very telling to me. When you ask a comic book artist what to draw, they don't know what to draw. It's always Batman or, you know, it's something where, but not. But if you ask a non-comic book artist, like any other co- artist, they got all kinds of ideas. They got a lot to say, right? They don't even care if they're not good at it. They're gonna draw it, right? So that's a comic artist struggle. Not only do we know we don't know what to say, but we want to be really good at it, right? So it's like, what the hell? And there's no wonder you like there's so much unhappiness, right? So, so that that's part of the kind of kind of freeing people from their minds a bit. And we live in a time now where it's awesome. We have you know web comics self-publishers so many ways to get your story out. there's like like 50 conventions a month right there's so many (laughs) ways to 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 say something right and and it's actually more perilous to not be able to say something because there are there is so many opportunities now for everybody right so so i'm 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 of the abundance mindset where it's like the more the merrier right it's like rising tide and all this crap, you know, like a Tiger Woods story. You guys follow golf at all when Tiger Woods came on, where older golfers like, oh, he's going to, you know, keep winning all the prizes. We're, we're screwed. It's like, no, 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 no. His presence made people watch. Second prize was more than the first prize ever made. Tenth place is more than the first place ever made. Even if Tiger's winning every single tournament, right? You're mm-hmm. all doing much better. So to me, that's, I'm encouraging everybody. The more artists, the better, because you never know who the next Tiger Woods is right and if somebody can make comics a billion dollar business you know then then we all benefit so that's that's where that's where i'm at in terms of the mentoring right let's just get let's just get those voices out there and make it you know it's 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 you you guys no comics it's not movies it is not it's not the r&d department for movies and tv right, right. It, it it is its own magical medium right like the, the it's, a, it's a different kind of storytelling those scott McCloud's conversation of gutters and stuff like that right there's a magic to comics that you can't get anywhere else right and i'm, I'm cool with web comics too it's, it's the same idea the scrolling gutter mm-hmm. effect right but whatever sequential storytelling uh you know avenue or, or, or channel you use it's it's its own thing so i, I want to see more of that and i want people to to say their own story and, and that's really the point of it because even if you do work from marvel or dc you don't want to get a call from Brian Bender saying, what do you want to do? And say, I don't know, whatever. You don't, you don't want that. That, that. that would be a huge mistake. Right. So um, that's, that's, that's the point of it. Right. And plus it's a community, you know, we're in this world where it's, oh, you'll never make, you'll never make it. It's like, yeah, okay. I, I get that. I get that. But let's just support each other and see what happens. You never know. You never know. Right. So that's, that's the point of the, the mentoring stuff that, that we do.
0: Absolutely. And uh, it's it's a family affair too, right? Your wife's involved. You got a daughter involved, uh, etc. Oh
2: yeah, yeah. So um, so so Heather is uh, the the uh, the actual trained <laughs> professional in this way. So uh, she she has her own business, but uh, I I am able to bribe her sometimes to come over, and and, and drop some knowledge. <laughs> um, because you might as well, because the whole. T- time i'm just like so heather told me this Heather told me that she might as well just you know say it directly <laughs> but uh, yeah she gets involved um you know some uh she 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 helped she and uh steve uh, they helped they're, they're they help with the website and they're a big part of the um the live draw that we were doing for a while on instagram mm-hmm. which we do need to bring that back at some point but um yeah you know, there, there's only a i want to maximize and optimize uh you know connectivity Mm-hmm. And uh, as, as much as as fun as it is, you know, there's there's always a better way to do it. I think.
0: Uh, now, are you in? Uh, you you mentioned fifty conventions a month. Are, are you uh, making any uh, appearances uh, right now? Uh, yeah. So this year has been, has
2: been busy. Um, hit a bunch. Uh, I, I usually don't do conventions. That's the thing. I usually just sit back and then I get emails and then they get I get pulled in. But uh, this year, I actively, uh, I think I did. I think I actively was open to more conventions, right? But uh, where are you guys based out of? You guys from?
0: Uh, We are both in southern New Jersey. So Matt's just over the border from Philadelphia. And I'm a few minutes outside of Atlantic City.
2: Oh, okay. All right. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, so um,
0: you guys do conventions at all? Yeah, yeah. I almost went to C2E2 this week.
2: Oh, wow. Okay. What happened there? Uh, Flight got canceled. Oh, that's the thing. CT2's uh have I been there? Yeah, that that's a great show. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed that one a lot. Um must do for me is uh, Baltimore. Oh, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. yeah. Baltimore have you guys been to Baltimore Mark and uh, Shelley's? We were supposed to in 2020. In 2020. Uh, <laughs> we, we had uh, tickets,
1: okay. we were gonna go for our 40th birthdays. It was gonna be a big oh, two and then
2: 2020 <laughs> happened. Yeah. Oh, so you've <laughs> never been, huh? No, it's, on, yet, it's been no. on the list. It has been on yeah. the list for a long time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can name drop a bunch of conventions. I don't want to, you know, um, leave anybody out. But Baltimore is. Um, I'm not being. You uh, know, it, it's a pretty it's a consensus. One of the top five shows, definitely for sure. Baltimore for sure. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, if you guys, it's a uh, yeah. That that that's the one I I usually I, I always set aside time for. Everything else is like, played by ear, but mm-hmm. uh, but this year I've been loading up.
0: Uh, so. As we're we're cooling down here, uh, we one of the things we really like to do is uh, ask creators about their uh, about their pets. And uh, I know at least one of your little uh, furry friends uh, uh, <laughs> made a couple appearances. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: What kind of pets do you guys have?
0: Uh, I have two uh, two miniature dachshunds.
2: Nice, cute, cute, cute. Yeah, kids would be jealous.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I have a very adventurous
1: today, at least cat ah okay little, little Miss Bess decided that when the back door blew open from the wind that she would make a break for it Oh my you have fenced I hope oh uh, no but because oh, she has never had an interest in the out of doors until the past few months and I of course had a heart attack yeah oh man scurrying around my wife is driving home from work I'm calling her and I'm looking around I'm calling her name and after a while I hear this scratching sound she had hopped into the little window well into the basement oh. was just sitting down there and look I, I go over to her like sweating in a pack and she just looks up at me like hey
2: yeah exactly she is,
1: <laughs> she's not she's on like, my my uh, list of favorite beings in the universe today' she's like of the, you know panic attack
2: yeah, she's probably like man I think we need to put an egress right here what do you think <laughs>
1: yeah I would like that would- <laughs> yeah exactly i wish to be able to wander out <laughs> exactly
2: a particular moment <laughs> yeah exactly exactly that's that's how they are if i didn't have allergies um the kids would be we, we'd have cats but i think they're still determined so I, I have to order you know lifetime supply of Zyrtec. apparently but uh, yeah we have we have uh we have a uh we have a brand new puppy Ooh. a golden doodle Ooh. um so we have a story about that one uh but we we have another one i'll get i'll get back to, to her in a bit but so we have um an, an escapoo so american eskimo poodle mix oh
0: wow and okay he's a,
2: he he's a rescue and he's a he's a bundle of nerves he's wow. a super cute he's the one that bark him like a maniac but uh so yeah so so they are um so his name's steve steve rogers is a captain america caller so our uh our our, our puppy uh is named sprite mm, so here's okay. a story so we we had uh a, a, an amazing golden retriever uh, named kitty pride oh okay. right so named her kitty um and she passed uh, uh in january oh, okay. so um okay. so we were, we were all pretty devastated right so um or my kids are into witchcraft because that's what they do right so, uh, so, so so they're like uh and then and my you know, head was really upset and uh, we really wanted her, you know, like just say, hey, a dog's purpose, right? Mm-hmm. She should come back. So, uh, you know, we just waited and waited until um, until we saw uh, someone post that they had a litter of golden doodles because we wanted, we wanted golden doodles because golden shed like like bananas, right? Mm-hmm. So we uh, wanted golden doodles. And um, this batch was named, they were named after Marvel characters. So like with Katie Pride, Marvel characters like like what breeders name their dogs after like Marvel characters, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, so so that was um, a bunch of signs. So we we uh, so we went we 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 bought uh, we went there got got uh, Nebula was her name. She went right write to us and we we uh, and they asked us, hey, you know, what do you um what are you gonna name her? We're like, well, you know, we're gonna name her um, Sprite. And then one of the kids there, he was like, is it eternal? I was like, no. And then he's like, oh, so it's Shadow Cat, Kitty Pride. I was like, what the, like who knows? <laughs> it's Sprite is Kitty Pride. Like, I, I, was, I was blown, it's like 17, right? Like these kids these days, they don't know this stuff. Like, you gotta be like more like 47 to get that. I mean, I'm
0: a I'm a little like I know there was a movie out last year, but still it's weird that kids know the names of the Eternals at this point. I you know what? I was like, wow, I should I did
2: not know that. But he, so I was like <laughs> but then immediately jumped over to Kitty Pride and Shadow Cows. Like, oh that's I mean, if that's not a sign. And so this golden doodle, if you guys are familiar at all, um she's she's like she's eight months, nine months now or something. I I lose track. Mm. uh maybe eight nine weeks i don't know anymore but <laughs> she doesn't look at <laughs> anything time. like she looks like a golden retriever mm. right she's got she's got barely she got no curly hair mm. like her her siblings are all like poofed out right she's just <laughs> like a, so um so i don't know man i don't really believe in this stuff but all the signs point to it so so that's uh so that's so her name is sprite so the uh, alter ego alias of kitty prime very nice and, right I, and it seems like it's her right Plus, <laughs> and there, there are a lot of things um you know that that they're, they're there when you look for them right but sure. it's fun to look for so so we, we we have fun with that and um so yes those, those are our two 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 pets
0: that's great uh so uh penultimate question uh, what are you reading right now
2: oh wow um i don't have a lot of time to do a whole lot of reading i, I listen to a lot of um i listen to a lot of music but when I do listen to books, it's like uh, the audio read, like it's audio books, and mm-hmm. it's um, of the uh, the the self you know self growth, self improvement variety. Okay, I think that stuff. But I do have Kyoshi, um, the Avatar books here on my table mm-hmm. that I just I really want to get into because a big fan of Avatar. Me and you know the family we all love the Avatar. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the the Nickelodeon one that is. Yeah. <laughs> yep. yep. Yeah. Not, 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 the, not the blue people. Shelf. There you go, right? They're they're my gonna make, read. Yeah, they're going to make a movie of it. Yeah. So, I mean, I got to read it now before the movie. So, yeah, yeah I'm excited to do that. So, um, don't do a lot of actual reading, but, but I, am, I would be doing that.
0: Right on. Uh, well, Coy, this has been a fantastic time. Final question before we release you back into the world. How can people follow you online and keep up with uh, Duo and everything else that you've got going on?
2: Yeah, uh, it's uh, my website, koipham.com, K H O I P H A M.com. I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook. I have a Twitter account, but it's like a freaking 50 lane highway there. So I don't really venture out that, that too much. <laughs> but um, it's fun to dabble as, 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 as a visitor, not as a, you know, it's not for me. But yeah, yeah. So a uh, Facebook, Instagram, and my website. So yeah, man, all fun
0: right on well Coy, thank you much very much for coming on the show
2: yeah yeah thanks for having me it was a was a lot of fun
0: that's it for this week's show as a reminder wmqna is part of comics xf where you can find this podcast along with our sister podcast battle of the atom chris's on infinite earths and bat chat with matt and will co-hosted by matt lazowitz and our bud will nevin uh p.s matt and will sorry i made you read white knight again you can listen to wmqna on apple Podcasts, stitcher soundcloud amazon music audible and at dot where new episodes move tuesday mornings you can support wmq at patreon.com slash wmq comics where a dollar donation gets you early access to episodes shoutouts on the podcast and a free comic in the mail for my collection a two dollar donation gets you a slot in the comics xf staff picks a $3 donation gets you access to our new bonus podcast, Our Son Pete, a deep dive into the appearances of British mutant super spy Pete Wisdom, and a $50 donation lets you advertise on the show. Big thanks to our patrons, Charlie Davis from the Match Club podcast, Robert Secundus from ComicsXF.com, Carla Pacheco from Marvel's Spider-Woman series, Cat Purcell from ComicsXF, Liz Large from ComicsXF, Will Nevin from ComicsXF, and Asimov Fangirl, a.k.a. the loyalist content consumer. You can follow wmq a on Twitter at WMQ Comics, me at Daniel P. Grote, Matt Lazowitz at mattlas 1013 and ComicsXF at ComicsXF. And until next week, remember, the Forceworks character Sentry was apparently part of Combo Man. W-N-Q-A.